Welcome to another episode of Marketing Revelations. I'm your host, Dan Flesh. Today, we're going to be talking about marketing in the medical industries. And I'm really excited to be joined with our special guest, Brittany Krauss, who is a senior digital marketing strategist in our medical pod here at RevLocal. How are you doing, Brittany? Good, Dan. How are you? I am doing very good. Let's jump right into the topic. One of the things I find most interesting about marketing in medical is kind of the urgency. It's something that I don't think a lot of other industries deal with, but I don't know about you, but I haven't changed my doctor in a decade. I haven't changed my dentist ever. So what's at stake for business owners or medical business owners when it comes to marketing and trying to acquire that client? Yeah, that's a really good point, Dan. Um, What's really interesting about the medical industry and their buying cycle is the Uh, frequency of how often they have the opportunity to get a new patient, a new client. And usually, like you said, that comes with um, the need for people to move on to another doctor or to start receiving a new type of treatment plan. And so it's really important for doctors to be uh, seen during those critical moments because they really only get one shot and maybe only two shots per patient in an entire lifetime. Uh, People typically only change their doctor if they're moving, if they've gotten new insurance. Um, Or what I think is really interesting and what I really like to focus on with my clients is the millennials, particularly, uh, because they're now on their own insurance plans at this point. they are moving out of their parents' house, they're moving to new locations, and so right now they're really the major group that's on the hunt for a new doctor right now. So it's so important to be online because this group uh, in particular is used to the internet, Uh, so this is a different playing field than doctors have ever had to um, account for uh, before. Let's Let's dive in a little bit more than that. So let's say a doctor is brand new to marketing or a dentist or whatever, What's that number one thing they need to focus on with their online presence to make sure that they do reach those millennials? Yeah, absolutely. Reviews. Um, every, not even millennials right now. Everyone reads reviews. And I have a lot of doctors who say my patients are word of mouth. We're a family practice. We've been practicing in this community, community this neighborhood for years and years. But the reality of it is word of mouth is now online. Your word of mouth patients are now coming from reviews. So that's the new form of word of mouth. I find that a lot of what I end up doing is I'll take recommendations from people, but then my first, it's not like I don't trust them, but the first thing I do is I then go look at their online reviews Mm -hmm. because I've had, I've had instances where I took a recommendation and I had a totally different experience than what they had. So I still go and see what, uh, what other people are saying about their services. Right. Absolutely. And so, yeah, it's, it's a need because you know, one person's opinion anymore truly is, is almost not enough. Um, as much as you might trust that person, it might be a family member, a great friend, but at the end of the day, you need a variety of experiences for you to get a good assessment on what you think your experience is going to be like. And then also just building trust. So uh, one thing that can really kill uh, a doctor getting or the opportunity to get a new patient is not having reviews or having old reviews because they don't seem active. It seems untrustworthy. And so having those reviews, having frequent reviews and new reviews is so important to build that trust. For sure. Let's build off of that trust piece. I know a big part of trust, obviously, I mean, 
when it comes to doctors, dentists, medical industry, mm-hmm. I want to be able to trust the person that I'm somewhat putting my life on the, in, in their hands to a certain yeah. degree. <laughs> <laughs> so I think for a lot of marketing, trust starts with that local listing and seeing that information is accurate. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, like you said, I'm going to have this person likely in my mouth, in my eyes, <laughs> you know, uh, it's a very intimate service. Absolutely. It really is. <laughs> um, so to know who that is, that's going to be working so, so closely with you, um, of course, we've established is so important. And the things you need to have online is you need to be able to present yourself as a trustworthy practice by making sure that your information is consistent. Um, because where you need to build trust with your potential patients, you also need to build trust with the search engines to even show up. Really good. So one thing I know that you specifically have to deal with as a strategist in the field, but also just in general with medical practice is the HIPAA guidelines. And for those that don't know, it's a long acronym, but ultimately it boils down to uh, customer protection and patient security with their medical information. So what are some of the hurdles that you have to deal with and these practices have to deal with and how do we, lack of a better phrase, get around them to make sure we can still generate these reviews? Yeah, that's a great question. So this comes up a lot when we are dealing with uh, reviews, requesting reviews and responding to reviews. Um, Firstly, we don't need any patient health information to send out a review. Um, Doctors know name and then either a phone number or email is all we need to, to send out that request for a review. And then from there, when we're responding to reviews, one of the strategies that we employ is to be uh, both personalized but also vague because we can't necessarily identify a patient as a patient at that particular practice because that in and of itself can violate HIPAA policies. So what we do is, of course, is we thank that person for leaving a review without saying, thank you for coming into our office, um, which it, it, it sounds interesting um, and it almost sounds unpersonalized, but one thing that um, we really like to do is get that voice of that doctor when we are saying our thank yous and, and responding to those reviews. Um, and what that really does too is in addition to, to showing that you're an active business, it also shows potential searchers who are going through those reviews, doing that uh, consideration of, of becoming a patient of yours shows that you are, again, following those HIPAA guidelines. You're not sharing any details about a patient's experience, um, which builds up, again, builds trust. So when you actually are replying to these reviews, which is obviously something that we always preach, that you always acknowledge reviews, good or bad, Make sure you've got a level head if you're dealing with a bad review and all of that. But you're telling me that you can't even really say thanks for coming in. That gets you in the hot water. Correct. Yes. Yeah. That is wild. Thank them for the feedback. (laughs) That's really great stuff, Brittany. I think that covers the real, the two big pillars that we like to talk about with medical marketing. But are there any other aspects to digital marketing that a business owner could take advantage of? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Paid ads, uh, particularly through... Google and then even social media platforms is going to be a huge uh, advantage to your strategy. And with paid ads, uh, particularly speaking, again, HIPAA comes up here. Uh, so it's really important to, to partner with someone who knows what they're doing, who's aware of HIPAA, because there are tools 
that come with paid advertising that we can't use. But that being said, um, you know, we have other strategies that we can employ to, to get just as much attention. Um, so with paid ads, one thing that you have to remember as a medical practice is you can't retarget. So you can't follow patients around online who might have visited your site before, like say a furniture store or a clothing store can. Uh, but with that being said, you know, we have strategies in place that, you know, um, can, again, target those more specific uh, searches that people are doing who are more likely to convert. What's one thing that you think, I mean, as we kind of wrap up this uh, idea here, what's something that you, you see a lot of these businesses think that they know that maybe they don't fully understand and maybe then aren't doing it right? Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing, again, is just falling into the assumption that your patients will just know about you. And by that, I mean that word of, word of mouth. It is so important to be online. It is so important to be an active business online. Um, so really just to have a holistic marketing strategy is so important. It's not good enough just to, to have your listing out there. Um, it needs to have action on it because people want to engage with you. I think that is, again, a huge part of the, the consumers that are entering the market that are making up a big part of the market. We're online and engaging now. I think that really wraps up the, a lot of the, the marketing stuff that we were going to talk about. But if you have some time, I'm going to run you through a little word association game. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right. So this is a little bit different from maybe a standard word association. I'm gonna, I got five items here. I'm going to ask you to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind when I mention it. It doesn't have to be a word. It could be a sentence. It could be a story. It could be whatever. Mm. But the trick is all five of these items have a common theme. Okay. The one, <laughs> these five, it's a little abstract. I'm going to be real impressed if you can nail it. But hey, maybe you can. Maybe you can surprise me. <laughs> Our first word is iPad. <laughs> um, apps, applications. Yeah. Do you have an iPad? I do have an iPad. Yeah. I do have an iPad. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the next one is 3D TVs. The future. <laughs> the f- interesting. <laughs> so, so I'm going to assume you don't know anyone that had a 3D TV. I don't, but uh, I know that they are on the market, and I'm sure that I have friends who have one, but uh, haven't actually experienced it myself. Moving on to the next one is something that we've talked a little bit about today, Instagram. <laughs> oh, man. Um this one isn't really necessarily a word, one single word, or I'm not even sure if it is a word, but I would say um, both a time suck as well as a resource. That's very good. Um, but Instagram is really the only one that I'm on just to, to see what, I, not to see what others are doing, but I, I'm, a, I'm a visual guy. So seeing pictures is definitely the way that I consume my social media. Have you seen um, the, I don't know if they're like videos or, or blogs, but it's like Instagram made me do it uh, or Instagram made me buy it. Oh, no, I haven't seen those. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think half of my house is Instagram. <laughs> or at least like some sort of online ad purchase. For sure. I mean, once you're kind of in it, you know how to how to, how to to use it the right mm-hmm. way. I 
use yeah. it to your advantage by all means. Yeah. All right. The next one is the movie The Social Network. <laughs> it's a great Aaron Sorkin movie. Uh, I would say maybe Dated. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I mean, it's interesting that, you know, we talk about Instagram and Facebook is still very relevant, but um, Facebook is kind of my parents' uh, social media platform now. I don't disagree. <laughs> but at the same time, I know plenty of people that are on it, but it's really, it, to me, it's interesting if you watch that movie and as factual or not factual as you want to say it is. It's interesting to see what it was when it started and what it's become now. It's so much, it's so different and for a lot of different reasons, but it's mm -hmm. insane to watch the development of Facebook over the years. Oh yeah, for sure. All right, the last one's a little bit more obscure um, and it might not be, but we're gonna go, it's called a Google affinity audience. <laughs> oh. Real okay. quick, I'll explain uh, for those that may not understand what a Google Affinity audience is. It is a group of people that Google has grouped together uh, based on their interests and the things that they're interested in based off of things like their search history. Yeah. Um, I would say that that is, you know, something that changes our life every day. Um, for sure. It's definitely I, one of those things that's like working in the background that until you know about it, like you don't realize how much it really affects what your search results end up being, what kind of ads you're fed, things like that. It's really interesting to see the impact it can actually have in your life. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, there's probably not a single day in the past decade that I haven't searched something online. And I know how much that that has changed the way that we all consume information. So, yeah. Okay, so to recap our five items, we've got an iPad, 3D TVs, Instagram, mm -hmm. the movie mm -hmm. The Social Network, mm -hmm. and Google Affinity Audiences. Do you have any idea what the commonality is here? Um, I would say that all of those things have influenced the way we consume. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's not right, though. That's not right. <laughs> All of these things are turning 10 years old today, or this year, I'm sorry. All of these things turned 10 years old this year. Turning 10 years old? So all of these things came out in 2010. Wow, so old. I know, it's, it's wild. Well, Brittany, I wanna thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. Is there anything else you wanted to add? No, thank you so much for having me, Dan. I appreciate it. Absolutely, we really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're a busy person, so you've taken a little bit of time to talk to us. It's, I really, really appreciate it. For everyone else, Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment below. If you have questions, leave a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Google Play, uh, Apple Podcasts, any place really that you can think to listen for a podcast. Um, if you have any topic suggestions or any other comments, you can reach straight out to us at podcasts at revlocal.com. Uh, thank you again for watching and we'll see you next time.